Welcome to the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, where it's all about slashing your debt, slashing your taxes, and creating a liberated lifestyle. And now, your host, who met his wife while training for the 400 meters in Seattle and is eating gluten-free while lusting after bread, Dave Denniston. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping doctors like you slash your debt, slash your taxes, and live a liberated lifestyle. Well, I'm back today with a solo show, and I am in the midst of, of having made this huge transition to break off from my prior financial planning partnership to now flying solo where I am free to talk about anything and everything, uh, got rid of uh, a broker dealer, and uh, I'm excited now to really be able to tie in the financial planning stuff that I do along with talking about other things. So I am really so excited to be unlimited in what I can talk about and freely talk about financial planning concepts. One of the things as we're wrapping up this existing season, I think it's season six or seven, I don't know, I'm losing count uh, on this, is I have really delved into, uh, of course, in my personal portfolio, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, exchange-traded funds, um, but I've also gotten into my land business. As everyone knows, I have also really dived into tax liens, which I've talked a little bit about here and there, but I wanted to dedicate a specific episode to uh, lining out for you how I think about tax liens, what I've been doing, um, maybe some things you might want to consider if you're interested in tax liens as an investment. As with any investment, of course, there's pros and cons, right? It's, it's not all rainbow and sunshine. Uh, there, there's, there's some stuff that, that can hurt you in tax liens. And uh, I'm here today to walk you through all of that, to give you the honest and, and what I feel is the complete answer. Now, I'll tell you, my experience in tax liens, I've been doing this now for about three years so I certainly don't have decades worth of experience, but I'm going to tell you um, my experiences that, that I have up to this point. Let me give you a little bit of a history first of why did I get into tax liens? Why is it something I was interested in? Well, what happened was as I got early into the land business, there's this whole concept of wholesaling where another investor buys land, ideally super duper cheap, and they turn around and they sell it to someone else for a, a um, discount essentially from the market value, but allows them some profit. So for example, back, uh, back a few years ago, I was buying five acre lots out in Costilla County, Colorado, in a subdivision called San Luis Valley Ranches. So I would normally buy them for like a thousand bucks. Well, I had a guy who did tax liens and foreclosed on properties, and he would sell them to me for 1,300 or 1,400 bucks. So I said to myself, huh, this is interesting because I, I did it from that guy not once, not twice, but three times. 
And I kind of um, posed the question of how did you do this? And how did you come across these? And the guy, of course, didn't want to hurt his business and kept a little tight-lipped on it. And so I started calling Costilla County to find out more about it. And that's where I started my tax liens were in Costilla County, Colorado. With my goal being, hey, how can I get land for equal to or perhaps even cheaper than I could on the um, open market? And um, as my business evolved and, and time changed, well, what became interesting is those same lots I used to buy for $1,000 were now 2000 or 2400 bucks. And so I said to myself, huh, if this guy can buy them for, oh, $1,300, why can't I? He's making profit on it, right? So that probably means he's buying it for $800 or $900. And so as I talked to the county, I got to be familiar with Colorado and what happens in Colorado. And the, the way that Colorado works is there's two different ways you could potentially acquire tax liens. One is at the auction. And what I found out is if you buy them at the auction that you may buy them at the price stated if there's no competition but if there is competition, then you, you pay a premium on it. Now, let me back up in, in just defining a little bit what are tax liens. I might be jumping ahead of myself here. I'm just, just thinking out loud here um, in terms of, of how I do this. Tax liens are essentially when someone hasn't paid property taxes. So, for example, as I was talking about Costilla County, Colorado, a lot of the properties out there are pretty cheap. And so someone may have not paid property taxes for the last year. Maybe it's 90 bucks. Well, now the county tax on a, a surcharge, a late fee. And so as an investor, I can buy it from them potentially at 110 bucks or $120 for the tax lien for that prior year. The taxes are normally due in April and they have the tax lien auction in November, in the case of Colorado. Some of them are, are late October, others are, are November. So there's this huge season and flurry of activity for Colorado tax liens. So as, as an investor, what you're doing is you're giving the county money because they haven't collected any on any property taxes. And because you're doing that, they will pay you an interest rate. That interest rate um, declared interest rate can vary from year to year. So when interest rates were higher than they are today, it wasn't unusual to see a 12% interest rate on those tax liens. I mean, really attractive interest rate. As interest rates have gone down right now, you get about 9%, which, hey, I think so many of us would agree 9% is a heck of a lot better than than uh, 0% or 1%, maybe 1.5% if you're lucky at the bank. As interest rates rise, we should expect for the interest rate to rise on tax liens. And um, so as, as I got, got into this and I started exploring more counties and getting more familiar with the process, 
remember what I said earlier, when you buy in Colorado, you can um, buy at the auction where you might have to pay a premium or not. And other times you can buy liens over the counter, meaning that they didn't get sold at auction. And so what, what you have at the auction is the most desirable properties go. And quite often for a, a premium, even in the, the relatively short time of three years, I've been in this land business for going on five years, in the three years I've been doing the tax liens, I've seen those premiums go higher and higher and higher, particularly in the most desirable areas. In Colorado, that means you know close, closer to the Denver metro area. So for example, let's say someone owed property taxes of, of 200 bucks. Well, it's not unusual to see that go for a premium now of double that, $200, let's say. Um, so you get out, we paid a 100% premium. Well, the most you're going to earn in today's environment is a 9% interest rate. So essentially in that particular example where you've paid a premium, you could lose money on the tax liens. You could lose money on them when you pay a premium. Now, if you don't pay a premium or you pay a very minimal premium, then you can expect, especially pay no premium, you're good, you're going to make money. Um, what happens is that interest accrues on a monthly basis in Colorado, and um, you can uh, someone when someone pays it off, then you get paid back. But the problem is you don't know when that may be. It might be one year, it might be two years, it might be three years. And then finally, you have the choice as the lien holder if you want to endorse that lien. And so what happens, for me now, I get this huge list of liens I have invested in of choosing whether or not to endorse the lien. And so when, when um, you do that, there is no premium on the endorsement. You are going to make money on the endorsement. It's just a question of how long is that gonna last for? So I love doing it from the sense of acquiring property. I love doing it from the sense of potentially making interest. But you have to ask yourself, what is your goal? Is your goal to make interest or is your goal to acquire real estate? Because those will lead you to two very different ways of acquiring liens. Now, as I've gotten more into this, um, I've expanded outside of Colorado. And I've obviously expanded in counties. So I didn't just stay in Costilla County, Colorado. I've gone to other counties, for example, Park County, Colorado, Teller County, Colorado, Sawatch County, Colorado, and so on and so on and so on. In Arizona, where I've also bought and sold land, started talking to people there. And Arizona has very, very different rules than Colorado. In Arizona, in order to foreclose on a property, you actually have to um, hire an attorney that specializes in it. And it's not unusual that you're going to have to pay the attorney three grand by the end of the foreclosure to acquire that property. So it's a significant um, investment. So in Colorado, you know, hey, I can sink in $1,000 and acquire a $4,000 or $5,000 property, potentially get a huge rate of return on investment. Well, in Arizona, 
now I have to think about, I can't get a $4,000 property because I might lose money on it. So I don't want to buy a $100 lien on a $4,000 property because it's going to cost me $3,000 in foreclosure costs to get that puppy. Um, so I'm much more um, uh, particular about the properties that I bid on for tax liens. Other thing about Arizona that's interesting. Remember in Colorado, I talked about a premium where you have a $100 um, tax lien that, that you might get for zero premium and you don't have to pay any more for. You might have to pay 5% or 10% or 100% or 200% depending upon who you're bidding against. In Arizona, the good news is you don't have to do that. However, um, you're bidding on an interest rate. And the interest rate could be anywhere, so far from my experience, zero to 16%. If there's no other bidders, you might get it for 16%. So again, you can make a really nice interest rate on it. However, uh, once again, there is the possibility of losing money. What I've found is that the, um, there, there are some various fees that they attach. And so often if I have a lien that gets redeemed within months one, two, or three, it's a good chance I may lose money on it. Beyond if I've gotten like a 15% interest rate, I usually find by uh, month six, you know, I'm making really good money now on that lien, assuming someone pays me off. Um, so you don't have to worry about the premium, but you can still lose a slight bit of money on those. So in some senses, I actually prefer the Arizona liens over the Colorado liens, because in the Colorado liens, you can lose a fair amount of money if you're bidding with a lot of premium. Um, and as I look at the different strategies, and again, ask yourself, what is your goal? When I'm looking at liens, because I want the real estate, I'm looking at, at older liens. I'm looking for people that might have passed away. I'm looking for people that aren't likely to pay the property taxes because I want the real estate. If that's not your goal and you want the interest rate, you probably want newer liens. And so what I do when I go about this process, um, it, it takes a little bit of work to get used to it, um, but it's probably once you get the liens, it's like the most passive thing ever. Uh, it's extremely passive and a great way to earn interest. And now a commercial break. Well, my friends, you have probably heard I am now a completely independent financial advisor. And, and as the time that uh, I, I am recording this, the stock market is down. Uh, there's a lot of question in terms of where is the market going? Where should I be investing my money? There's no better time than now to get a review of your portfolio and make sure that you are set up properly. As a matter of fact, tax season is around the corner too. Maybe you're looking for some tax, tax strategies and hints and you want someone to talk it over with besides your CPA. Feel free to give my assistant Kyla a call at 612 284-2409 to set up a free 30-minute strategy session with me. Again, call 612-284-209 to set up a free 30-minute strategy session with me. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. And now back to the show. What I was talking about, you know, when you, when you want to get the interest rate, you want to buy newer liens. So for example, 
if someone bought a property in 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, 21, 2022, more than likely they haven't passed away. So you might want to target liens like that. Um, you also might want to look at who owned the property. So for example, um, if it's a land investor or an LLC or a corporation, they're probably much more likely to pay that off, which is great if you're investing for an interest rate uh, because they don't want to get foreclosed on at the end of the day and, um, and lose the property that, that they've worked so hard on. Um, now, one of the things that I do in preparation for these tax lien auctions is we, we get together this huge spreadsheet with a bunch of information. And so what I do is I hire, um, first we get the, the list from the county and we hire someone then to go scrape a bunch of data where I could get to know where does the person live? Where does, uh, when did they buy the property? When's the last thing that's been filed? And then I have some international virtual assistants that will then do a bunch of work to figure out, is there a house on the property? Is there legal access? Is there a physical address? So I have all these people doing this homework for me. And then we start narrowing down the list based on the criteria of what we're looking for. In my case, I'm generally looking for older properties or someone that's died or if there's been some sort of recording that, that helps us determine that. And so we do all this research ahead of the auction and it probably, oh, takes me two or three hours worth, you know, of really digging in after everyone's done all this work. I will say when you are first doing something, um, it's best to do it yourself. Um, so that way you're getting the education and figuring out or looking over someone else's shoulder that's, uh, that's doing it. And so um, we take all this data, I go through it, and then there's actually the day of the auction, which there's different batches usually. So for example, I'm doing an Arizona, several Arizona auctions, tax lien auctions in February. So this is January 25th. I'm gonna be doing those in, in early February. And I'm gonna be looking um, for the kind of criteria I talked about in Arizona. I'm looking for stuff that's worth over $10,000. I'm looking for stuff that's been held longer than the last few years. I'm looking for uh, making sure there's legal access. I'm looking sure that there's physical access, all this stuff, because my goal is to get a property. That's my end game that I'm shooting towards. And guess what? I may make some interest along the way, but it's not my primary thing that I'm looking to do. It's all a bonus if I do. So I wanted to just tell you about a few examples of um, some of the tax liens and what's been happening there and what, what's um, been the result of them. Um, so I have a couple of different land companies now. My main one is Generation Family Properties. In that one entity, uh, which is where I started buying tax liens, I've now bought 392, 392 of them. Of those 392, I bought about 85 of them at the last Costilla County tax auction. I bought um, lots and lots over the counter. So for example, in 2021, 
in Costilla County. I bought probably um, over the counter where these are leftover properties, the less desirable ones. I bought probably another 100 tax liens last year. Uh, so much so that they're, they're pretty much out of inventory now. Um, now, the other thing that happened with, with some of the tax liens is, of course, sometimes people pay those property taxes off. So, for example, uh, I went to an auction in November of 2019. Um, one of them redeemed in November 26 of 2019. I bought that lien for $405.20. I did not pay a premium on it, so zero premium. The interest rate was 12%. I earned $4.05 for that one month of interest when they redeemed. So very short redemption period. Let's look at one that maybe was a little bit longer. I bought uh, a tax lien for a particular parcel in San Luis Valley Ranches. Uh, bought it at the same auction in November of 2019. It was redeemed in February of 2020. That one I bought for $108.54. No premium attached to it, 12% interest rate. I earned in those few months $4.34. So you can see that's about a little over 3% in a few months that I earned on that particular lien. If I move forward to something that maybe um, I bought and stuck around a much longer time period, I'm looking here through all my data. I bought another parcel, same subdivision. I bought it in June of 2020. The date of the auction was November of 2016, and uh, it was redeemed in April of 2021. Uh, again, I only paid $288.07 for this particular lien. And I, that one, I also... I did not, uh, looks like I didn't need to endorse that one. And I received profit of $28.12 on that particular lien. So had some nice profits on, uh, on that guy um, relative to the dollar amount, right? You know, that was $288. So we made a bit over 10% on that one. Actually, that was less than a year. So it wasn't quite a year. We made about 10% on it. Uh, let's see if I can find another one here. Maybe where I lost money. So let's talk about ones where I lost a little bit of money on. Profit. Okay, here's one I lost $96.26 on. So this one I also bought in Costilla County in a subdivision called Forbes Park. I bought it November of 2021. So I just bought it. One month later, it redeemed. This one I bought for $201.71 with a premium, because I did it at the auction, of $99.29. So I paid a 50% premium on this lien. So I invested $301. Bucks. Well, the, the original amount was $201.71 before the premium. I got back $204.74. So you can see on the original lien, I made a few bucks, but because I paid the premium of $99.29, I lost $96.26. And if you look at 
um, the liens that I've had, if you were looking over my shoulder at the, the table that I have right now, because my goal has not been to earn interest. Um, it's always a bonus if I do. Uh, on all of my redeemed liens, I've earned interest of about $1,700. On ones that I haven't um, been uh, foreclosed, haven't um, gotten the, uh, the gone full cycle on so far, I have another $8,000 of interest that's just waiting for me whenever these people pay off their taxes or I foreclose on the properties. And so um, my big lessons in, in this um, is, is keep in mind what you're shooting for. Now, let me tell you about, th those were small examples of interest rates. Again, my goal is to actually get the property and then to turn around and sell it for a big profit. So, for example, um, I got this particular property. I, um, this property went for auction in November of 2016. I bought it over the counter in August of 2020. So a year and a half ago, I bought it and it was sitting on the shelf there for four, almost four years, three years and eight months, three years and nine months before I bought it. So I bought it then and I started the foreclosure process a month later. So I started to foreclose on it in November of 2020. Keep in mind with tax liens that Every state has different requirements. In the state of Colorado, you have to wait until three years after the um, tax auction has happened. So the tax auction in this case was November of 2016. It could have been started, the foreclosure, November of 2019. I bought the lien in August of 2020, nine months after the starting point of the foreclosure, I started the process in November of 2020. I got the property in June of 2021. So I got the property in June of 2021. And then I sold it one month later, July of 2021. I sold it for cash of $4,500. What did I originally invest altogether in that lien? I invested $765.34. So in terms of a rate of return on my money, 4,500 minus 765 gives me $3,735 which as a rate of return is 488%. So while a 8%, a, 9%, uh, 16% rate of return sound amazing, you know, it pales in comparison to my 488%. So you can imagine this is the reason why tax lien investors like myself for certain properties are willing to pay such high premiums. We might lose 40% or 50% on the first year of the lien, 
as a matter of fact, someone may pay off that property. But by law of large numbers, if you do enough of it, you spread out the risk enough, you can really make a lot of money on them, particularly in raw land, particularly in houses. You have to imagine, though, that you might have to lose money potentially before you make money when you're dealing with very competitive situations. Um, so big picture, you know, as we think about tax liens and, and what's going on, obviously I have a good deal of experience, but um, there's so much there to be aware of. One other thing that I think I mentioned in a prior podcast, but, and I'll just review over here real quick, not every uh, state is a tax lien state where you can do this. Some are tax deed states where you can't invest in, in the property taxes. You can only um, invest in property at an auction held by the county. If you do like a Google search tax deed state versus tax lien state, you'll see. I believe there's about 15 tax lien states uh, off the top of my head. Arizona, um, Colorado, Iowa, um, Missouri, Florida is a hybrid state, um, New Jersey. All of those are our tax lien states, uh, whereas most other states are tax deed states. So, for example, I've been to a tax deed auction in in Oregon. So Oregon's a tax deed state. They don't have tax liens. Um, every so often, um, tax lien states will also have tax deeds. Like last year, Mojave County, Arizona, I bought 300 properties out of 10,000 that were being auctioned. Um, and Arizona is a tax lien state, but because nobody bought those, because we talked about earlier that it takes about $3,000 to foreclose, they just go. I mean, it's just dumb. You know, they should make it cheaper so that way people could buy more liens and the county gets paid sooner. But anyhow, that's, um, that's the deal there with tax liens. Um, as I look going forward for me personally, I, I am very interested in states where I am already doing business, which is why I started in Colorado and Arizona, because I'm buying and selling land there. If you live in a state that's a tax lien state, what a wonderful opportunity to get involved, go to a local auction and, and see what happens. Um, some auctions are online, some auctions are in person. My experience is that the in-person ones are far less competitive and you're able to get better rates of return on your money. Uh, as, as compared to in general, and there's always exceptions to this, online auctions, of course, anyone can attend from anywhere from the, the comfort of their own computer. Those are far, far more competitive. So yeah, a, a lot to think about with tax liens. Um, I think of them as like a CD where you have no idea when that maturity date may be. It may be a month, it might be two months, it might be a year, it might be two years, it might be three years. It might be you never see that money back again until you acquire the real estate and you finish with the foreclosure process. So it's it's an illiquid investment. It's not like a stock. It's not like a bond. It's not like a mutual fund where I could go on, on a stock exchange and place an order and I get my money back within a few days. And so um, you can't count on this money being there. So when, when you end up um, doing a, a tax lien, you have to make sure this is not money you're going to need anytime in the near future because it's going to be tied up 
for quite some time. Uh, as I mentioned, you can lose money on it. Um, so certainly it, it's not perfect. Although if you end up buying a, a, uh, a lien that doesn't have a premium in Colorado, you know, you're going to make money on it in Arizona. As long as you make it past a few months, you're going to make money on it. Uh, because you remember there's some of those fees that they tack on, which can cause you to lose money in the state of Arizona, even though you're not paying a premium at all. Uh, I'm not familiar with, with those other states. I'm not familiar with Florida. I'm not familiar with Missouri. I'm not familiar with New Jersey. So I'm not sure how those states compare to my experiences and, and what I've been doing. So if you live in one of those states, make sure you do your homework, make sure you're talking to the, the county treasurer's office and learning about the process. Um, th there are some people that do some, some education on it. Um, we had in the past episode, Joanne Musa, the tax lien lady, um, on, uh, on, on, on an episode. Um, so make sure to refer back to that one, uh, which, which might expand beyond what we've talked about today. Um, so pros and cons with it. I think it's a great way to make, make money and potentially acquire real estate. Um, or if you just want to make money, money on the interest rate, um, you have a much different criteria, um, than what I do. Um, but it's definitely very possible to do. You just have to do your homework. You have to get the, the right people in place to uh, make it as easy as possible. But once you do, as you can imagine what I said earlier, you know, there is work involved here. You are going to have to do some work, but it's probably no more than than one and a half days work worth of work once you have a system down. Um, and then you just wait for the checks and you, you keep track on a spreadsheet. I would say, you know, if you are really good at tracking things, if you are good with um, numbers and spreadsheets, this could be a wonderful um, investment for you. If you are horrible at tracking things and you're horrible at spreadsheets, this probably isn't a good investment for you um, because um, you do have to stay on top of it and knowing, hey, which lien am I endorsing? Which lien um, has not foreclosed yet? Uh, what date am I foreclosing on it? And I have a whole spreadsheet built out on that. I believe probably we're going to have a commercial or two in this episode that says, hey, if you want to have a, uh, a, a 30 minute strategy session with me, um, you can do so for free. Certainly we can talk about this concept. If this is something that you're interested in and you want to see, how am I tracking it? What does it look like? How does this, how does this happen? I would be happy to, to share that with you in a private one-on-one -on -one meeting uh, at no cost to you. So I hope this has been helpful. Um, I, I see this again as, as something that for the right person um, can be extremely beneficial and extremely rewarding as a part of your portfolio. Uh, I, I would not recommend putting 100% of your portfolio into something like this, again, because of the illiquidity. You want to have liquid money available. Uh, but I think if, if you're good at it, man, you know, as much as 50% of your whole portfolio could easily go into tax liens and a little bit of money goes a really long way. Um, as you can imagine from some of the numbers I was saying earlier, you know, with $2,000, it's conceivable you could buy eight, nine, 10 tax liens in a particular county. So you can get diversified really, really quickly. So anywho, um, 
I love it. I, I think it's a great way to go. Um, obviously, it's a big, big chunk of my portfolio. I've done it a few hundred times in, in one company and another another uh, couple hundred times in another company. So I'm enjoying it. it. It works great for me. And if you have any questions, I would welcome it. For the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, this is Dave Deniston. And remember, my friends, remember to slash your debt, slash your taxes, and live a liberated lifestyle. Thank you, my friends, so much for listening to the last podcast. I am pleased to announce that I am now a completely independent financial advisor, where to the point now, I can really integrate my financial planning practice with this podcast. If you might be looking for help, if you have found any of our information here interesting or relevant, and you're looking for a second opinion, I'm making myself available for 30 minute strategy sessions. And if you want to arrange a time to meet with me to discuss your situation and see if we might be a good fit for one another, I'd like you to call our office and speak with Kyla. Our phone number is 612-284-2409. Again, that's 612-284-2409. And I look forward to helping you with your financial situation. And now for some lovely legal disclosures required by our lawyer friends. Investment advice is only offered in jurisdictions where Centurion Financial Strategies, LLC, Centurion is appropriately registered or exempt from registration. Our Form ADV Part 2 brochure can be obtained free of charge at advisorinfo.sec.gov by searching for our firm name or its unique CRD number, which is 316-454. This podcast is not a solicitation to provide advisory services in any jurisdiction in which we are not appropriately registered or excluded. The information, statements, and opinions contained in this podcast have been obtained from or are based on information obtained from sources which we believe to be reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of such information. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only and should not be construed as personalized investment, tax, or legal advice. Opinions expressed by any guest are their own opinions and do not necessarily reflect the firm's views. You should carefully consider your own financial circumstances and needs prior to making any investment in securities or purchasing any insurance products. As always, past performance is not indicative of future results. Investing in securities or really anything else involves the risk of loss. If by some chance in this particular podcast I mentioned insurance products, insurance products are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. They may be subject to restrictions, limitations, and early withdrawal fees, which vary by issue. You should always consider the charges, risks, expenses, and investment objective of any insurance products before entering a contract. And that, my friends, wraps it up. Wish you all the best. Feel free to contact us with any info at www.daviddeniston.com. Thank you so much, and have a good one. Bye-bye.